Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. So we're to stand a little series today called I Have Decided. Next Sunday, we're starting our new series under two services called Building People. We're going to be going through the book of Philippians. It's going to be an incredible time. So I encourage you to bring someone. I forgot one more thing, too, is groups. How many were in a group, attended a group, started a group, led a group? Well, we have groups launching again on September. i got to write this date down. I forget everything here. But on September 10th, that week of, and this is going to be a 12-week journey in groups. We, we, we launched groups this summer to see what it's going to be like. And I thought, okay, maybe five or six groups. And we had 12 groups started in the summer. 74 people attended a group in May and June. And so I think that's awesome, all right? That's awesome. So I encourage you, join a group. We're going to be getting those ready. If you want to lead a group uh, and God's put on your heart, and we have a free market system with groups, and so we'll talk a little bit more about that. It's not the, you know, we're going to sit down and watch a video necessarily or a Bible study necessarily. It's going to be Bible studies, video study, golf, uh, bowling, all those different groups that we, we are expected to have. And so we're an amazing season here at Avenue Church. So if you want to lead a group, t- come talk to me, email me, Jeremy at avenuechurch.cc. That's how much I believe in groups. I'm giving you my email. All right, if you have any complaints, email somebody else. All right, but we're so excited you're here. Parents, are you pumped that school starts tomorrow? Thank you, Lord. I work from home and I have a five-year-old. So praise God. Praise God. I also encourage you, growth track is today at 1130. And so I would love for you to go back to school. Is that cheesy? Enjoy this at growth track. At 11.30. Today's baptisms, water baptism. We do this once a month, but today's a special day for us. Today, we're making it, uh, it's always been a big deal, but today we're, we're going outside and we want to alleviate any concerns. You know, we normally we do it on the, on the on stage left, but today we want to make it even more accessible. So baptism, how many have heard of water baptism before? How many have heard of that before? It's like water baptism, in the original word, it means baptismo, means to fully submerge. We're going to fully go under that water, and we're going to come out. And the reason why we celebrate baptism is because that water represents the gray. And so when we accept Jesus into our lives, when we raise our hand, when we pray that prayer, the Bible says that not only does he come into our hearts, but he forgives us of our sins. Isaiah says he remembers sin no more. I think that's a pretty good deal. So when we go under that water, that represents a grave. So we go under that grave, and we're putting to death our sins, We're putting to death addictions. We're putting to death our old nature. And here's the good part, all right? This is like, wow, you're taking me under. Only for a second, folks, all right? Family members, I keep them under. Stay down. (laughs) That's family members, my family members. And so we put them under, and out comes a rebirth, a resurrection. We've heard, uh, you know, I'm born again. And that is what we celebrate, that yes, if Jesus can do it for you, he can do it for me. That is why we celebrate Water, baptisms. So we're all growing in Jesus Christ. Now, for many, if you begin to research water baptism in the Bible, it was always an unexpected step that led to something greater. Unplanned, spontaneous, let's do it now. An unexpected step always leads to greater things. If you read in the Bible, how many know the story of David? David woke up one morning, and when he woke up one morning, he did not think, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go kill a giant. That sounds like fun. 
I wonder if he woke up and said, are, do, are giants real? You know, do they exist? Uh, but he delivered some grilled cheese sandwiches to his brothers on the front lines. And there was a man from Gath named Goliath. And David said, I'll, I'll, I'll fight him because the Lord is upon my life. So he destroyed the giant, hit a stone in his head, cut his head off. Next thing you know, he's in the palace. David didn't plan on that. An unexpected step leads to greater things. How about the disciples when they were fishing in the boat, they'd never met Jesus before, and they're throwing nets on one side of the boat, found no fish. I mean, this is what they do for a living, all right? This is a bad day, no commission. And Jesus shows up, and Jesus says, hey, what are you doing? He says, we're fishing, all right? What do you think we're doing? And Jesus said, throw your nets on the other side of the boat. And so they said, okay, fine. So they throw their nets on the other side of the boat. The Bible says they caught so much fish that their nets begin to break. But they weren't focused on the blessing. They were focused on the Savior. And they said, there's something about him. He must be the Son of God. And Jesus says these two words. He says, follow me. Follow me. An unexpected step leads to a great journey. That they dropped everything and they begin to follow him unexpectedly. They didn't wake up that morning and say, this is what I'm going to do today. But because they followed him, they begin to start the early church. And millions and millions have been saved. Why? Because an unexpected step leads to greater things. Pastor Lindsay didn't wake up one morning and thought, uh, my handsome boyfriend is going to propose to me, and it's going to change my life. I don't know why that's funny. But it was an unexpected question that said, will you? Now, if you're single here, raise your hand if you're single. If you're single, look around real quick, all right? But when I, here's how I proposed to her, because she's out of my league. I said, will you, and I showed the rock, marry me. Got a pause, show the rock. She goes, yes, yes. But she didn't wake up that morning thinking, I think he's going to propose to me. An unexpected step led to great things. Water baptism is often an unexpected step. They'll always lead to great things in your life. There's a term, when Jesus said, follow me, I believe it's been kind of diluted over the years because that word now has been taken over by Twitter, by Instagram, by Facebook. Raise your hand if you're on social media, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow me, okay, at Jeremy. All right, follow me. No shame. Follow Avenue Church, Avenue LV Church. If you follow Avenue Church, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. Man, you guys are a little tough this morning. It's cool. It's good. But did you know... On social media, you can follow someone, you can friend someone, or you can like someone. And that term, I believe, has been diluted. Even on Facebook, you can be friends with someone, and I learned this. Here's a Facebook trick, all right, a little tip from your pastor today. You could be friends with someone, but if they're posting too many vegan pictures, can I get a witness, somebody? <laughs> come on. If they're posting too much CrossFit pictures, come on, somebody. I don't need that condemnation in my life. But if you're friends with somebody, you can hit the arrow and you can unfollow the person. A little notification pops up and says, you will still be their friend, but they can't see that you're not following them. Sometimes, I, I want to say this in a loving way, sometimes we say, Jesus is my friend, but I'm not going to follow him. I'm going to unfollow him for my season in life, my journey in life. That we have to understand, what is it like to follow Jesus, I desire, we desire here at Avenue Church for everyone to take a step. 
I want you to understand, it's not, okay, you have to uh, hit this kind of standard or this kind of requirement in order for you to be a Christian. For us here at this church is what's your next step. You can hear it everywhere at every department. You can hear it in growth track. You're going to hear it from this stage. What is your next step? We want you to step towards Jesus in every single area in your life. Where are you at in this season? You might be somewhere else where somebody else is in this journey called faith. So I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. How you do that? Take a step. Let's take a step. Sometimes we say, here's a 12-step program. You're like, hey, I'm good, man. I'll see you guys later. What is your next step? So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me to, uh, to Luke chapter 22. And I want to use the story of just Peter's life really quick this morning. Peter was one of the disciples, but I love Peter because he was a loud mouth. Come on, somebody. He was one that always spoke out of turn, spoke too soon, did things without thinking, say things without thinking. But God used Peter mightily. God would rebuke Peter. God would restore Peter. Uh, Jesus did a good work in Peter's life. But here's the story of Peter. Peter was the guy who denied Jesus, okay? Peter was the guy who denied Jesus. Jesus even said to Peter, hey, Peter, after the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. And here's what Peter said. I don't think so. Uh-uh. Uh, Jesus, I'm in it to win it. I'm ride or die. I will not deny you. And later on, when Jesus was betrayed, arrested, Peter denied him three times. So Luke chapter 22, it says this here. So they arrested Jesus. Judas said, there he is. Kissed him on the cheek. They arrested Jesus. And this is what the Bible says. So they arrested Jesus. And they led him to the high priest's home, and Peter followed at a distance. At that moment, Peter said, God is my friend, but at this moment, I'm going to unfollow him. I'm simply going to follow at a distance. Once uh, I had a conversation with another pastor, and he was saying, hey, so-and-so is doing great. And I said, yeah, I, I know who that guy is. He said, oh, have you guys met? And I said, no, uh, just, just on Facebook. You ever met face-to-face? -face? Okay, I don't know him. All right, back off. Why do we like social media? Because we can get close, but not too close. So here's Peter. He's following at a distance from Jesus. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard, and they sat around it. But I want you to catch this. And Peter joined them there. So instead of standing with Jesus, Peter sat down with the crowd. Peter sat down with the crowd. i got to understand, I've been in Peter's shoes before. I've been to say, yeah, I'm with you, Jesus. But when, the, when, the, when, the, when it gets tough, when it gets difficult, I'm just going to sit down. Do you know Jesus? Jesus who? I don't know what you're talking about. But what, Jesus, what Peter's mistake was is that he decided to sit with the crowd rather than to stand with Jesus. I want to encourage you this morning, don't take a seat with the crowd. I want to encourage you this morning, instead of standing with Jesus, I want you to stand with him, but then begin to discover your purpose. So here's Peter. He denied him three times. He followed Jesus at a distance. He sat with the crowd. There he had an opportunity to deny him three times. Jesus goes on the cross. Three days later, he's resurrected. And he's before the disciples. And you begin to see Peter have this regret, almost you know, a feel of, man, I shouldn't have done that. But how many know we serve a God of grace, a God of mercy, a God of second chances, third chances, fourth chances? 
And so Jesus ascends into heaven, gives them a commandment, goes to heaven. And here in Acts chapter 2, we see Peter standing up and preaching to the crowd. So we Peter standing up, and he preaches his first sermon without an iPad, without sermon notes, but he speaks out of the abundance of his heart. And when he preaches, 3,000 people get saved that day. I think that's a pretty good day, huh? What do you think? Is that a pretty good day? That is a good day. Acts chapter 2, verse 14. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 and shouted to the crowd. I want to ask you to stop sitting with the crowd, but let's step up. And he says this to the crowd. Listen carefully, all of you. And he preaches a sermon, and 3,000 get saved. Sometimes after missing God, I found this. I want to encourage you this morning. But sometimes when we mess up, sometimes when we screw up, and we know we did with God, we really get to cap- capture grace in our lives. That when Peter stood up, I believe with all my heart, Peter said, there's a God of grace. There's a God of mercy that, you know what, I took it for granted before, but now I own it. I'm so grateful that God is going to use me for his praise and his glory. I'm glad that I went through that because I'm going to go through this now. I'm glad that God is using me for his praise and his glory. That punk Peter became preaching Peter. Punk Peter became passionate Peter. That Peter's decision led to millions to heaven because he took a step. So I want to encourage you this day. Will you take a step? Because I love what God is doing at Avenue. I love, even this week, we had two uh, Facebook reviews uh, of our church. We got five stars. Come on, somebody. Come on. I know. <laughs> you guys. Yes! But in that Facebook review, talking about just the love of Jesus through the parking lot, through the first through the doors, through the hallways, through the worship experience. The atmosphere was incredible. The environment was amazing. I want to encourage you. We want to do things with excellence here at Avenue Church. I encourage you, keep sharing, keep encouraging, keep bringing those that are close to you but far from Jesus. But how many know environments don't save people? Jesus does. But we're going to do our best to reach the lost. Now let me share. Here's what happened. Peter stepped up, and he stepped forward. And here in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, this is what he says. He preached in his sermon, and in his sermon, Peter replied, each of you must repent. All right, Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized. Now, let's be honest. How many have heard that word repent before? How many heard that word repent before? All right. How many heard that in a not-so-nice not, not way? How many talk about the finger pointing, right? Like, repent! I grew up in that kind of environment. It's good, you know. So it's, it wakes you up, right? Get a little bored at church and all of a sudden, repent! I'm sorry. But our culture has taken that word. and said it's, it's, it's a tough word. It's a, it's a mean word. Here's what repent means. Repent means simply to turn. Change your mind to turn. So when Peter says, I need you to repent and turn and be baptized, here's what he's really saying. I wrote this down for you today. He said, I need you to turn around. So I need you to turn. I need you to take a step. So if I'm going in the direction, if I'm going away from God, and all of a sudden I stop and I say, you know what, I need to turn. I need to 
repent. It's as simple as that. Sometimes we may think so complicated. I'm going away from God, and I've realized that because of the Holy Spirit, because of the message, because church, because people in my life, and I'm going to stop in my tracks, and I'm going to turn. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn towards God, and then I'm going to take a step. That's what we do here at Avenue. It's not repent. It's simply let's turn. Let's turn. Let's change your direction. Let's not go in the darkness. Let's go towards the light. Let's not go into condemnation, but let's go towards relationship. And so this is what Peter says. He says, I want you to turn. I want you to take a step. And he says, your first step is water baptism. Your first step is water baptism. Here's what I love. Here at Avenue Church, I want you to understand this. If you're going in this direction, you're welcome to come every single Sunday. You're welcome here in this place if you're going in this direction. But once you stop and you turn and say, I, I, I want to be better. I want Jesus to come into my life. And you turn and you take a step. It's okay to take a step back. It's okay to fail. It's okay to screw up. Because what we're going to do is we're going to pick you back up and we're going to say, let's take a step. Let's go that way. Let's link arms with you together. We find, we find healing in the context of relationship. That's why groups are so important. That's why doing life with people are so important. That's why even serving on the A-team on Sunday mornings, I love that we're serving, but people come before the task. So turn and let's take a step. Now you might say, you're, you're yelling, you're getting kind of sweaty up here. Why are you so passionate? And I want to give a passionate plea today. Will you turn or will you take a step? I'm passionate about the things of God. I'm passionate about what God is doing in me. I'm passionate about what God is doing in this church. There's someone who serves on the A-team. I met her when I first moved in my neighborhood. And uh, <laughs> I met her when I moved to my neighborhood. And uh, she said, uh, I like to cook. I can cook. And I said, sure, sure, right? Wink, wink, right? Yeah. And she brought over a dish one day, and after I ate that dish, I said, this is incredible. Like, this is amazing. And one day she brought over a dish, and you have to excuse me, I might get a little excited. She brought a dish, and she said, I have some crawfish enchiladas. I got some crawfish enchiladas. I said, like, what? That doesn't sound like a healthy marriage, right? <laughs> crawfish and enchiladas. And so I said, sure, bring it over and pop it in the oven. And I got to tell you, it smelled like seafood. It smelled, you know, my son was like, what are you cooking? I was like, Never, don't, don't mind your own business, son. <laughs> and when I cut that baby and put it on a plate, I put it in my mouth. I tasted and see that the Lord was good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. The little inner fat child just came right out. I began to tell my wife, said, Lindsay! She's like, what? Get out of the shower. Come here. You got to try this thing. I told my son, eat it. He goes, no. I said, if you don't eat it, you are grounded for life. This is amazing. I even tell you, if you want some crawfish enchiladas, you got to go through growth track, serve in the 18, become a coordinator, and every Tuesday night, you can enjoy Christy Warmerdam's amazing, anointed, godly, life-giving cooking on Tuesday nights. Isn't that good? I know. Isn't that good? We're not trying to be pushy. We're not. But when you've experienced something amazing, you want to share it. And the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and water baptism is incredible. It's amazing to see those say, I am 
now a new creation in Christ Jesus. I have decided, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It's an amazing thing. So here's real quick. I'm going to go as quick as I can. Ten minutes. Number one, what is my next step? Write this down. What is my next step? Write this down. Follow the example set by Jesus. Follow the example set by Jesus. In the Gospels, Jesus was and is sinless. Didn't have to get water baptized. But he got water baptized to be an example to us. Baptism didn't save him. But it was a symbol of what happened. How many uh, are married? If you're married in this room, you're married. I have a wedding ring because we are married. So this ring is a symbol of marriage. Now, if I take this off, am I still married? Of course I am. I've even heard uh, individuals, they say, I am so tired of people hating on me. You know what I mean? So I'm going to get a fake ring and put it on, and maybe people won't hit on me. If you're that person... Nobody's going to hit on you, all right? But just because you put a ring on when you're not married doesn't make you married. Baptism is a symbol of what's going on in your heart. Baptism doesn't save you, but it's a symbol that you belong to Jesus. Here's what the Bible says. Jesus, Matthew 28, verse 19. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He didn't say, okay, guys, please make disciples and please water baptize people. Jesus said this is a commandment, that when you get saved, will you jump into the tank? When you get saved, will you get water baptized? 1 John chapter 2, verse 4, and this is a, I call this a seatbelt verse. This is a tough one for us sometimes. Someone may say, I'm a Christian. I'm on my way to heaven. I belong to Jesus. But if he doesn't do what Christ tells him, he is a liar. Now, don't get mad at me. I didn't write that, all right? I found it in the Bible. I had to share it today. But it says, if we deny him before others, he'll deny us. And that's what baptism is. Baptism is a symbol. The water doesn't save us, but there's a symbol of what God has already done in our hearts. That Jesus said, I'll take the cross, but you get to take the water. How many of you know that's good news this morning? Because here, I want to break this down for you real quick. This is how you spell religion. Religion is D-O. That's how you spell religion. It's do. Do this, do that, do this, do that, and you'll get into heaven. Relationship is spelled D-O-N-E. Christ has already done it, so I'm going to step in that. So you might say, whoa, 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 whoa. So religion says we, we, I have to do the act of baptism? No. A relationship is I'm going to get in that tank because Jesus already did it in my life. He saved me, sanctified me, and now I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And here's my last point. Demonstrate my, my new life. Demonstrate my new life. I'm excited what God is going to do. Because I believe that many of you showed up today and unexpectedly you're going to get water baptized. Because I believe God is going to do a work in your heart. But sometimes we say, you know what? It demonstrates a new life. Baptism is a picture for us. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 says this. 
That, by the way, is what baptism pictures for us. In baptism, we show that we have been saved from death and by the doom of the resurrection, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's what the second portion says. Not because our bodies are washed clean by water, but in being baptized, we are turning to God and cleansing our hearts from sin. How many of you know that's some good news this morning? Amen? Now, now when I go home, when I go home, I'm married. I'm married at home. But when I leave the house, I have this box in my garage, and I'll put my wedding ring in that box, and then I'll go out in my day. I'll go to Starbucks, and I'll go out and work, and I'll have meetings. And then when I come back home, I go to the box, I put the ring back on, and I go inside the house. How many know that's not true? <laughs> if you know my wife, she would have shanked me before I even got in the car. <laughs> oh, right? I'm married not just privately, but I'm married publicly. That baptism is saying, you know what? I belong to God. When I wear this wedding ring and I go out in public, I can say, oh, girl, you can't touch this. <laughs> I've been bought with a price. And that's what baptism is. It's a symbol of what God has done for our lives. But Jesus wants you to follow him and not be ashamed about it. Not to be ashamed about it. The greatest way we could proclaim what Jesus has done in our lives is to get water baptized. There's not one verse in the Bible that says our faith must be private. It says, city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Be light, be salt. Water baptism is declaring that I am with him. Now I'm going to close with this. Turn to Acts chapter 2. So Peter's preaching. He gets up. He's tired of sitting with the crowd. He's tired of following with the distance. He gets in that pulpit, and he begins to speak to the crowd, not in a mean way, not in a condemning way, but he gets to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is what Peter says in Acts chapter 2, verse 41. He says, those that accepted his message, 3,000 people, those that accepted his message were baptized. 3,000 were added to their number. And what's it say right there in the big jumbotron behind me? That day. So they accepted his message, baptized on that day. Help me with this. When I point to you, say that day. You ready for this? All right. We are a loud church. We're happy to be in church this morning. Ready for this? And so 3,000 people accepted the message, and they said, I'm going to go home and get on my swimsuit. No, they got baptized. 3,000 people accepted the message of Jesus Christ, and they said, I'm going to wait because I need aunt and uncle and so-and-so to come here and show up. I'm going to get the photo book. I'm going to get all this. No, it said they got baptized. Are we having fun with this? 3,000 people heard the message, accepted the gospel, and they didn't show up and said, you know what? i got to make sure my hair is perfect because I'm, I'm having a bad hair day. No, they accepted the message, and they got water baptized that day. That day. There's something powerful about an immediate response. You might even say, I got baptized when I was a kid. That's great. For your parents. <laughs> but I want to encourage you. Will you make your faith public? And got to be honest with you. You don't have to get baptized today. Right? Twist anyone's arm. Don't get nervous. Take a deep breath. Let it out. But it's something I'm passionate about. That I love seeing those that are planned to get baptized, and those that are spontaneously getting baptized.
The moment we think we're not ready, it's the Holy Spirit nudging us, saying, man, you're ready. You're ready. So I want you to watch this video of our first spontaneous baptism at Avenue. Um, my name is Danielle Tomlin. Um, I've been in Vegas about 14 years. The first time coming to Avenue was extremely inviting. Felt like um, coming to a family. I couldn't wait to come back to the next Sunday. Couldn't wait to bring the kids back. Couldn't wait to um, tell my friends and family about it. So on, I believe it was March 12th, um, I woke up. I kind of did not really want to come to church that day, um, but something was telling me I had to get to church. and. Jeremy blew my socks off with the message that he gave us that day. Um, and after seeing everybody get baptized, I just had these chills going down my body. And I just felt something telling me, like, this is the time. There's no waiting. Today is the day. And I remember, and as I think about it, I just get emotional because I remember feeling like God is like, it's now. Now is the time. Now is the time, Danielle. Take this walk with me. And I remember walking over there and I'm looking back and my sister was the only one here. And I remember, sorry, I remember looking back and I'm just like, nobody's here with me. Is this really, should I really do this right now? Like nobody. And as I'm walking, I remember Jeremy looking at me and he kind of waved me over. And I just felt that confirmation like, yes, this is the time. Like there's no turning back. And that was the day I, made, I decided to make my transformation. <laughs> I was wearing jeans, a t-shirt, and a sweater. And I actually had, after that, I had um, Next Steps, or Grow Track, sorry. It was Grow Track, um, Next Steps, and it was step two. And I sat through it completely strenched and soaking wet. <laughs> and it wasn't even that hot. It wasn't 115 degrees as it is now. And I remember sitting through it with a towel and making that phone call to my husband like, I did it. I did it without anybody here. I felt satisfied. I felt excited. I felt relieved, excited about my new journey what lies ahead. Come on. <laughs> Man. Man. Will you stand with me, please? If you allow me, I would love to just do two steps this morning with you. That first step is, let's turn. Let's repent. The second step is, we're going to take a step towards bottom baptism. So I want you to do this with me. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. We're all going to pray it together. With the prayer of repentance, with the prayer of Jesus, will you forgive me, come into my heart, be Lord of my life. We want to honor that we're saved by grace through faith. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, let's pray that together. Repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Be Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me where I'm at. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to accept you. So Jesus, be Lord of my life. Give me new life today and help me to move forward and take my next step. In Jesus' name I pray. Everybody said, Amen. Amen.
Now, I will not single you out, but if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you prayed that prayer today, perhaps that was your first time or that was a rededication, we want to celebrate with you. Raise your hand if that was you this morning and said, I prayed that prayer today. Come on. Come on. Awesome. Now, here's what we're going to do. Matt Eddins, come here, Matt, real quick. Matthew, I love my team. They know I'm a little long-winded, but come on, Matthew, hustle up here. This is my man, Matt. Will you say, hello, Matt? And Matt is wearing his shirt today, but he's showing me a box. And in this box, we have towels, all right, brand new towels, all right, brand new stuff, not used and abused, but we got some towels here. We have our I Have Decided shirt. Can you go, ooh, right? Come on, ooh. With our Avenue logo on the back, we have our I Have Decided shirt. We have all sizes. We even ordered more for this week. We have all sizes, and we want to give you one if you make that next step. Also, we have some shorts, all right? So I know some of you are like, hey, I got pants on. We got shorts for you. We have a few shorts in your size. Now, we're a church plan. How many know we're a church plan, all right? Someday we'll do shorts, underwear, haircut. Someday, all right? But today we have church plan, all right? So you get some shorts in that. We would love to give you a Bible. If you've never had a Bible before, we would love to get you a Bible. We will not give you a walkie-talkie, but it's in here in this box. Now, here's what I love about Matt. Matt is on our, he's the, uh, he's the monitor coordinator. So he's over uh, the coordinators in this property making sure we're safe and excellent. But Matt is going to get water baptized today. He's going to get water baptized today. It was great. It was great. It was, he signed up. He said, I'm ready. And then the, uh, his wife said, I want to get water baptized. So come on up there. Come here. I told her I was going to call her up here, and uh, she, she rebuked me and yelled at me. And so I'm so proud of you. But why don't you guys, here's what we're going to do today. We're, baptism is taking place outside. And we're going to have Matt go first, Rachel second. We have 11 confirmed baptisms for today. Awesome, huh? Come on, Jesus. We got 11 baptisms for today. If you want to get baptized, it's an unexpected step today. I'm not planning for this. I'm not ready. But just like Danielle said, she got in with jeans, her shirt, she got in, and then went to growth track at 11.30, step two, soaking wet. And I love what God is doing in her life, and Jesus can do it in your life, in Jesus' name. And so uh, we're going to go through those out, out, out those back doors. We have a photographer available. We have video available. So if you're saying, my family's not here, we would love to capture it. If God is moving in your heart, feel free to wait next month, okay? But if God's moving in your heart, we can send them photos. We can send them videos. We even got some slow-mo coming out of that water. We're trying to think of everything for your experience in water baptism because it's a big deal to us, and we're going to do what we can to, uh, to do that. Also, we want to celebrate with you today. And so when you get up from Matt and Rachel, they're going to go out those back doors, and they're going to get ready. But we have I Have Decided shirts and shorts out there. On the count of three, if you want to get baptized now, step out. You can go outside to our prayer tent. They'll give you a T-shirt. You can change into that. And we would love to get you water baptized. If you go out there and then you decide when you're out there, get in line and we'll get you water baptized. We want to do whatever we can so you can turn and you can take a step. So if that is you, I'm going to count to three. One, two, 
three. Why don't you step out? You can go ahead on those back doors. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.